Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this episode, I dive into the world of friendships as an adult, and we look at what is actually required to create new friendships once you're out of school and in the real world. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps, Big Changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, I want to talk about making friends as an adult. How do we actually go about this? This is one of the more challenging things that people have to deal with once they've graduated high school, once they've graduated college, once they're out in the real world, navigating connection, navigating friendships as previous friendships start to fade and new friendships are not as easy easy to create. So this is a problem that I think a lot of people deal with. And as we're going to learn in today's episode, it's actually a much bigger problem and a much more important problem than I think we often realize. So be sure to stick around until the end of the episode for that. And before we jump into today's episode, let's take a look at today's sponsor. So I work from home a lot. I guess everyone kind of does nowadays. And I'm pretty much always listening to music or a podcast. One thing that used to annoy me is that dreaded cord. I can't tell you how many times I've been out for a run or doing chores around the house only to pull my earbuds out by getting the cord stuck on something. So I decided I wanted a pair of wireless earbuds to solve this problem. And before you go out and drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, let me save you some time and money. I recommend you check out the Everyday E25 earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start at half the price of the other premium wireless earbuds, and they sound just as amazing, if not better. I've tried a lot of wireless earbuds, and I always run into two issues. Either they're way overpriced, and I'm just not willing to drop hundreds of dollars on earbuds, or they're terribly made with cheap audio quality. And as a podcaster, I really cannot stand bad sounding audio. That all changed when I switched to the Everyday E25 earbuds by Raycon. They've got six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and awesome bass quality. Basically, I use them all the time. I pretty much always have them in. So I recommend you try them out, and now is the best time to do so. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash tinyleaps. That's buyraycon.com slash tinyleaps for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. 
buyraycon.com slash tiny leaps. It's a pretty natural part of our lives. As we age, we often lose touch with the people that we grew up with. The friends that maybe as children we used to play with or when we went to school, they were always there. People that we grew up with and have always had in our lives, they move away, we move away, and eventually the extent of our connection to them is basically just posting happy birthday on their Facebook wall. And once you become an adult and enter that working world, once you've gotten through high school, gotten through college, you're out in the real world, it can be really difficult to make friends, to create new friendships. And I think that a lot of us don't even fully understand what goes into creating a friendship because the majority of the friends that we have We developed as children where it was more natural, where it made sense. We didn't have to think about it as adults, as people that are going through our day to day lives. It's not something that we've really taken the time to practice or get good at. And this is made even harder because many people don't want to be too vulnerable with their coworkers. So in that context, true friendships can't really form. If you're not willing to be vulnerable with the people that you work with because of any number of reasons, I personally, when I worked a full-time job, didn't feel comfortable going deeper with people at my job because I have to work with them. This is a professional environment. This is a professional context. And anything that I say outside of the workplace that I might be more vulnerable with may make its way back into the workplace. And between work and all of the other complications of life, it's often difficult to find other venues to meet new people because there's really no implied connection between you and the people you meet. In high school or college, your friendships are often built on the mutual connection of being in the same place for the same purpose. And that only happens at work as an adult if you're willing to be vulnerable with those people. But if you're not, what other options do you have? On the surface, I think a lot of us throughout our adult years sort of ignore this, right? We rely on the friendships that are still there from childhood. We rely on friendships with the people that are immediately around us. Maybe we we make friends with our neighbors. We sort of ignore this, but it can be a major problem because lack of a well-defined and fulfilling social circle and social life can lead to increased feelings of loneliness. Now, according to a 2019 study by the health insurance company Cigna, loneliness in Americans is up 7% points from 54% in 2018 to 61% in 2019. So more of us are feeling lonely. And especially now in 2020, when the world is imploding, it's probably significantly higher than it even was last year. Now, in a research report called Loneliness Matters, a theoretical and empirical review of consequences and mechanisms by Dr. Louis C. Hockley and Dr. John T. Cassiopo, loneliness is defined as a distressing feeling that accompanies the perception that one's social needs are not being met by the quantity or especially the quality of one's social relationships. So that distressing feeling, that that feeling of maybe you have a broad social group, but you don't feel truly connected to any of them. Or maybe you don't have a broad social group and you feel disconnected from the people around you. But there's one key word here that's really important to dive into, and that is perception that one's social needs are not being met. It's not necessarily about hard truths. 
right? You can be in a crowd of people and feel lonely, perceive yourself as lonely, and you can be completely isolated and perceive yourself as not. So it is about the perception. Do you feel that your social needs are being met by the quantity or the quality of your social relationships? If they are not, then that can lead to loneliness. This is what that study by the health insurance company Cigna has found, that there is an increase seven per- by seven percentage points between 2018 and 2019 and probably higher in 2020 of people who feel that their social needs are not being met by the quantity or the quality of their social relationships. And this actually goes deeper because according to that same research report, Loneliness Matters, quote, perceptions of social isolation or loneliness increase vigilance for threat and heightened feelings of vulnerability while also raising the desire to reconnect. Implicit hypervigilance for social threat alters psychological processes that influence physiological functioning, diminish sleep quality, and increase morbidity and mortality. So increased feelings of loneliness, increased feelings of social isolation can lead to being more alert, constantly sort of looking out for potential threats, feeling that there's no one there to support you, no one there to watch your back for you. And so you have to do it all yourself. And by Being in this state for a long period of time, it can have both psychological and physiological effects. It can affect our sleep quality. It can lead to depression and anxiety. It can increase morbidity and mortality. So loneliness is a much bigger deal than I think many of us realize. But what is the solution here? How can we make friends as an adult and increase our perception of having our social needs being met? Well, let's look at some of the basic requirements to create a new connection. Now, this is not specifically friendship. This is really any kind of connection between two people. There are a few things that need to happen. There has to be some social context in which you meet that person. There has to be some reason to speak with that person within that social context. There needs to be a shared interest, experience, or willingness to keep talking. There needs to be a reason to keep meeting or running into each other because true connection is never built just in that first meeting. And then there needs to be a mutual courage to be vulnerable little by little. These are some of the basic requirements that go into forming strong connections. At the beginning, you have to have some way to meet them, whether that's through work, whether that is through a volunteer group, whether that is through a mutual hobby. There needs to be some social context in which you two can potentially run into each other. And then while there, there needs to be a reason to speak. And that reason could be something that you make happen. You could be brave enough to just go up to them and start the conversation. Or it could be that a third party introduces you, or it could be that you are paired as partners. But there needs to be some social reason to actually start the conversation. Then once the conversation has started, there needs to either be some shared interest, which this context can provide. You are there in this similar context because you're interested in similar things. That's what drove you both there. So that context provides the initial spark for conversation. But throughout that conversation, there needs to be a continued willingness to keep talking. 
Because if at some point you're talking to somebody and either you or the other person gets bored, guess what? That's not going to turn into a friendship. Maybe it'll be some kind of relationship. Maybe it'll be just sort of a connection with somebody that you know and you can see them and recognize and say, oh, yeah, that's Bob, that's Jerry, that's Sarah. But that's not going to turn into a deeper connection if you aren't interested in talking to them. And then you need to keep seeing each other. And this is a part that I think we often forget in the process of creating friendships is that running into each other over and over again gives you the time to go deeper, gives you the time to become more comfortable, gives you the time to muster up the courage to be vulnerable. And that is the sort of last requirement. If you aren't willing to share things, if they aren't willing to share things, if you both aren't willing to listen to each other share things, then it will go no further, will always be surface level. And when you really think about the characteristics of the friendships that you either have or have had in the past, yes, you like them. Yes, you enjoy being around them. That's why you call them your friend. But it always comes down to in some form how tangled your lives are. Have you ever had those friendships where you think back and you can't even fully remember how you became friends? You can't even fully remember how you met. That is where true friendship lies. That is where true connection lies. And that happens because over the course of a period of time, you trusted each other. You gave each other a piece of yourself consistently over time. And eventually the two of you became so tangled that it felt like it had always been that way. You know things about each other that no one else knows, which comes from a willingness to be vulnerable. You see each other regularly or talk regularly and you consistently gravitate towards each other. And at some point you become so tangled that even if you don't talk regularly, even if you don't connect or see each other regularly, you know in the back of your mind and they know in the back of their mind, there is no question that you are their friend, that you are someone they care about, that they are someone you care about. Connection is what happens and friendship is what happens when you consistently choose to see someone, speak with that person and are courageous enough to be vulnerable with them over a long period of time. That vulnerability will put you at risk and it is scary, but it also opens the door for someone to enter your life for that entanglement to be created. And ultimately, that is the key. So let's really break this down. How to make friends as an adult. Well, first, you have to identify the social context that you want to use. Maybe you're not comfortable using work as your social context. That is okay. But you do need to find something. This could be volunteering. This could be a local group. This could be your coffee shop, whatever it is for you. You need to identify the social context that you would like to use to meet new people. Then you need to speak to people in that context by either being brave enough to go up and start the conversation yourself or try to find a way for some third party to introduce you and start that conversation. Then you need to be willing to take the time to learn about that person and find things that you have in common and share them. Be vulnerable in this moment. It's a tiny, tiny moment to be vulnerable. It's a tiny thing that you are sharing, but it is still difficult and it is something you have to choose to do. Then you have to let them learn about you as much as you learn about them. Now, this is the part where it often falls apart. 
you have to see each other again. Now, this could be choice where you are bringing it up and asking to do something or uh, asking to grab a cup of coffee or, or whatever it might be. You're making that choice and trying to push that relationship further. Or it can be through circumstance where you just run into them again at the next event. This has happened to me a number of times when I lived in New York City, various networking events, there would be a lot of the same people. And when you see those same people that you had conversations with the last time, it's easier to have a conversation with them the next time. And those relationships often because of circumstance, because we ran into each other regularly and we enjoyed the few minutes of conversation here and there at each of those events, we ended up taking it further and exchanging numbers and meeting outside of the event and having conversations and going deeper. And that shift it needs to happen either by choice or because you are uh, consistently running into each other. Then you need to keep talking when you can keep learning more, share deeper and deeper if it feels right. And that if it feels right is important because not everyone is going to be a friend. Not everyone is the right person to become a friend, to let into your life. You need to be picky in this. And finally, you have to let yourself be vulnerable open the door and hope that they choose to walk through it by being vulnerable back. Now, a few quick reminders before we wrap up today's episode. This will take time. It will not be easy. Not everyone is the right person to be a friend. And you have to recognize that not all contexts are uh, right for you to be vulnerable in. There are many people who feel perfectly comfortable being vulnerable with their coworkers, and for them, that works. But there are many people, including myself, who do not feel that way. So you have to choose which contexts work for you and make it a priority to get yourself into those contexts. So to wrap up today's episode, here is your challenge. I want you to think of one person who is currently in your life. You've already met them. You've already started this process and it's from whatever context works for you. Think of that person that you don't yet consider a friend, but you'd like to explore friendship with. You'd like to explore a deeper connection with and just contact them. That's all you have to do today is send them a text, send them a, uh, a message, give them a call, send them a letter, whatever works for you. Contact them, just reach out, ask them how they're doing and start testing the waters of connection. If you want to create new friendships as an adult or even as a high schooler or a college student, if you want to create connections actively, then you need to be proactive about it. You need to be the one trying to push things forward and give yourself the space to be vulnerable in that situation. So thank you so much for tuning in. I've got links to all resources used as well as some additional resources on this episode in the description. So be sure to check those out. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, what you've done to build better relationships as an adult. Find the podcast on Instagram at tiny leaps and shoot me a message. Let me me know what has been working for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you're listening today. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.